We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, and it's a it's a, it's a, what Tuesday, Tuesday, April twenty fifth, eleven o'clock in the morning. Yup, yup. Are you awake? I got to get myself awake. And we'll be talking about uh, building candidate lineups in uh, MLB DFS or for for any sport, I guess. Uh, I got a question in uh, about, uh, you know, kind of diversification. Someone that's building a bigger set of lineups. They want to play a, a whole bunch of lineups and they're having issues with uh, with essentially clumping, right? It's, it's essentially not having diversified player combinations and how you can combat that. And I find the best way of combating that is starting with candidate lineups, a larger set of lineups, and then trimming them down. And then building different diversified sets of lineups in your candidate set, and then choosing from them. So we'll we'll be showing. I'll I'll go through showing you uh, that, which which I've shown before on the show with uh, with lineup HQ as well as the portfolio trimmer as part of the theory of daily fantasy sports. So remember, in the morning here, this is unstructured learning, right? I just cover your questions. You submit your questions. Questions at theoryofdfs.com. Go submit them, right? This this is what the, the show is. And uh, and and I answer them on the show. And if you want, if you want a more structured version, you just want to go through like 21 hours of audio and the Excel tools that I have. Just go to theoryofdfs.com. Get the uh, get the the fundamentals masterclass as well as the advanced players guide, and uh, and you just go through it yourself. You can, you can just do that. But good morning to everyone in the chat. D. Fick, Wataz, Doug Montgomery, Suki Singh, Bart B. Gill, Ticket, Mister Mike, Bacon Twenty Three. Good morning, Mr. Bacon. Bacon's here. Bacon's here in the morning. That's what I like in the morning, the bacon. Daniel Hutchings, Dirty Tenor. Good morning. Hi. I think where a lot of people go wrong in lineup HQ is like not understanding how it works. Like I'm not talking about like settings and stuff like that. I'm talking about like 
like the fundamental concept of, and I've said this before, that all it is is a knapsack problem solver. That's all it is. All it cares really about is this FPTS column and jamming in as much of that column as possible. And then once it hits a constraint and the more constraints that you put on it, the more lineups that it will skip, right? So if you just put in no constraints and say, give me the, give me 20 lineups, right? It's just going to give you like the, what's the, what's the highest FPS PTS lineup? What's the second highest? What's the third highest? The, the differences in those lineups may only be one player, right? May have the same, the same people in it, obviously, depending on the projections. I have the bad X projections loaded. And then as you add more constraints, it skips more lineups. So if you said you wanted 20 lineups and you have no constraints, it's just going to give you basically the, the top 20 medium projected lineups. That's it. Now, if you say in the build rules, you say, well, uh, I want number of unique players two, which means every lineup it creates, it has to be a two player difference between the lineups, which means if the second highest median optimal lineup is only a 1v1, it will skip that lineup because it doesn't fit to the constraint. So the more and more you add, like, oh, every lineup has to have at least three players different from each other. Well, now it's skipping more lineups. Four, it's skipping more lineups. Five, it's skipping even more lineups. So that is one way to get more diversified combinations of lineups. Of course, you're, you're skipping lineups with projections. So the 20 lineups that you build with one unique player will have the top 20 optimal lineups. The one with two unique players, maybe if, if you had a list of like the top thousand median optimal lineups. When you do number of unique players too, you may have the first one, the second one, the fourth one, the seventh one, the ninth one, the 17th one, right? Because it has to find ones that are at least two players different as it hits that constraint. Three, you'll get even more spread out, okay? So th these tools and the build rules are for diversification purposes. They're not settings for strategy. Like, what are the right settings? It's not, there's no right settings here. Just like, how do you want the builder to constrain itself? Okay. Another way of doing this is just adding randomness. Just hit a range of outcomes, 20%. Right. So it's going to treat every hitter projection as if the projection was 10. Randomly, it's going to treat it 20% plus and 20% minus. So on the first, first run of, of building a lineup, it could be anywhere from 8 to 12. Then the second run, anywhere from 8 to 12. So sometimes it'll be 8, sometimes it'll be 12, sometimes it'll be 11, right? That gets you a little bit more randomization, more uh, more diversification of player combinations. And obviously true range randomness means that it's instead of 20% linear, plus or minus, it's going to go based on the floor and ceiling projection, right? Same thing for pitchers. For team level, if you could do it on the team level, I want the entire team to be plus or minus 10%. Right. Is there a strategy to do this? No. All you're doing is adding randomization. All you're doing is adding constraints so that the lineup builder can give you more different combinations of players together because it'll start hitting that constraint. We take a look at like hitter max, any of the exposures, right? I only want 20% of this player. Okay, so what it's going to do, if you just had that one setting of like, I have a starting pitcher, 20%, right? If you go to go to the player pool and say, oh, the Griffin Canning, maximum 20%. That's the only that's the only setting you have. What it's going to do is go, okay, what's the highest median optimal lineup? Does it have Griffin Canning in it? Yes or no? Like, if it does, okay, that's fine. 
But if in 20 lineups, that means 20%. It, at most, it could give you four of those lineups. So once it gives you four of those Griffin Canning lineups, the builder is going to say, nope, got to skip every Canning lineup from there, therefore, going forward. Because it hit a constraint. It happens on the other end also. If you put, let's say, a 50% minimum on Griffin Canning. What it's going to do is going to go, okay, it's going to build one lineup, two lineups, three lineups. It's trying to build 20 lineups. And it says, well, I need to get 10 Griffin Canning lineups. No matter what the projection, whatever, I need to, at the end of the day, half your lineups, at least half your lineups, need to have Griffin Canning. So let's say, for instance, the first lineup doesn't have Griffin Canning. It goes, okay, well, that's fine. And But let's say it gets to, I'm going to use an extreme example, it gets to the 10th lineup. And it's still, based on the fantasy point, median fantasy points, there's still combined in the lineup, no Griffin Canning. So it gets to the 10th lineup and still no Griffin Canning. It's giving you basically the 10 highest median optimal lineups. Then it gets to the 11th lineup and go, well, what's the 11th highest? Well, the 11th highest doesn't have Griffin Canning in it. It's like, well, the, the, the person that that they want, they want 50% Griffin Canning. So the 11th lineup has to be a Griffin Canning lineup. So it'll start skipping all of those lineups. Like, does this have Griffin Canning? Does this have Griffin Canning? Until it gets to the, the highest median optimal lineup that is Griffin Canning. Go, okay, there's there's that one. And then it keeps on going until it finds another one. So you may see, depending on like, like if you wanted 50% of some low projected pitcher or something like Jake Woodford or something, 50% of 20 lineups. Well, it'll end up happening. Think of how it works. I want 50% of this garbage pitcher that doesn't show up anywhere in the top 5,000 median optimals. So what it's going to do, oh, you want 20 lineups with 50% Woodford? I'm going to give you the 10 highest possible. I'm going to give you the 10 chalkiest, highest projected lineups. And then the 10 lineups underneath that are going to be all Woodford lineups. And they're probably going to project like 15 points lower than all the other lineups because it has to give you 50%. It's not going to go through and go, well, this is a, once I get to one, then I need to get to the next one. I need to like, it's not going to interlace Woodford into your lineups, right? It's going to give you, a bunch of lineups at 120 points and then a whole 10 lineups at 103 points, right? It's not going to give you 20 lineups all at 110 because if half of them have Woodford or whatever, it, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work like that, right? You you have to put in the settings in order for it to work like that, right? So it hits constraints and it builds lineups. So if you don't have any, if you only have exposure constraints, like your first, unless you have a 0% of some high projected player, like the first lineup in your set is almost always going to be like a cash lineup, right? Because it's, it's it has no constraints. Like here's your lineup, right? Then once, let's say you add stacks, you say, okay, I want, I want 100% 5-3. It's like, okay, it's going to give you the highest optimal. The first lineup will always be the highest optimal 5-3 lineup. Unless you X out someone that would be in there, right? And let, that's what it does. And then it's going to go, okay, What? let me look at the next lineup. Does it fit the constraints? If it doesn't, if it fits the constraints, it gives you that lineup. The next lineup fits the constraints, it gives you that lineup. The next lineup, oh, it doesn't fit. I got to skip it. So that, that's what it's doing. That's when it's building the lineups. That's really what it's doing. Going through and saying, I need to, the set that comes out of these 20 lineups, 100 lineups, 300 lineups, whatever it is, has, I'm doing my best to conform to that. Right. Sometimes mathematically, you can't even do it. Right. So that's why you put in, oh, I want minimum, I want maximum of uh, 20% of this person. And sometimes you get 27% because it's like, well, based on all your constraints, 
Like, in order for me to give you 300 lineups, like, I need to give you a little bit more of this guy because mathematically I can't do anything else, right? And we prioritize in lineup HQ giving you lineups over, like, having it stop at lineup 57 because mathematically what you your constraints leave it with no lineups to, to give you. But that's what causes what's called clumping. In the beginning, you're getting a whole, you're getting lineups that don't have any constraints. And then once you start adding, then it starts hitting all these constraints. You're skipping way down. You're going way down in projection, way down in projection. So what ends up happening, this clumping is that based, based on, you know, with that, if you didn't know what you were doing, you'd end up with a set of 20 lineups. I'm just using 20 as an example. Where like the top five lineups are just like are for GPP purposes for larger fields at least too high owned, and it leaves like the bottom five lineups like way too low projected. The middle ten are probably fine, but it also also leaves you with whatever's in that middle ten. You probably have very similar player combinations, right? Because it's trying to it's trying to conform to your constraints and going okay. Well, if I want wood, if I want if I want a lot of grip and tanning and a lot of Jake Woodford, it's like, well, how do I, like, I got to jam this and then I got to play Mike Trout. And then I got like, in order to raise your projection or lower your ownership, it has to, it's getting forced to use certain players over and over again. So you end up in the situation where all your Jake Woodford lineups have Mike Trout and all your Griffin Canning lineups have whoever, have whatever, whatever that it happens to be. And you go, okay, well, I want a little bit more diversification. Well, that's, that's where the build rules come in. Then you start, Ramping up number of unique players, ramping up randomness, ramping up whatever. That setting, if you want to start cutting out the highest owned lineups or the lowest owned lineups, then you can set caps at min loan total lineup ownership, max total lineup ownership. You could use running exposure percentages, which will help it a little, right? Because if you say you want 50% grip and canning, using running exposure percentages means that when it makes the first lineup, it's great. It has a grip and canning lineup. And then it goes, well, I could, I only, I only want 50. The, the person put in the constraints of 50%. So the next lineup, if it doesn't have grip and canning in it, will end up meaning that out of the first two lineups, you have 50% grip and canning. So that's what it tries to do. It will try to interlace it a little bit more, right? That's what these settings do. There's no there's no strategy to the settings. It's what, what do you want the lineups to look like? What do you want? What are you more likely to get? If you're, if you're, if you're approaching today with, yeah, I'm pretty much jamming in this stack and this pitcher, and I'm playing most out of my 20 lineups, I pretty much want to kind of lock button some things. Then obviously your number of unique players doesn't have to be that high because you know your shit. You want, I want the same six players in 20 lineups and then have a different four other people. You don't mind the lack of diversification. And then there are some slates where it's like, you know, I kind of want to gotta be i could play like 10 different stacks it's like okay well then if you if you want to be more diverse right you if you want 10 different stacks like maybe you need maybe you want like five unique players you want to make sure that player combinations aren't as overlapping that's all based on your risk profile it's based on the diversification that you want and trying to do this and have the lineup builder build exactly what you want on one run is nearly impossible, right? 
you could do it in like a series of events. So you go, okay, let me, let me run 20 and see. Okay, let me cap this here. Let me move that there. And you keep on running a new 20 and a new 20 and a new. Oh, I'm getting too much of this guy. Let me let me set his, uh, his uh, max at 20%. And then people do that. What ends up happening if you don't even look at your lineups? Then sometimes you still get clumping. You get less clumping, but you still get clumping. So what I find useful is instead of trying to try to get 20 lineups to build exactly out as you want, I'd rather just build hundreds of lineups and then choose from there that conform to those. So I, I avoid, if there is clumping, I'm going to be removing those lineups anyway. I'm not trying to get 20 lineups. I, I don't mind building 300 lineups and cutting off the top 50 and the bottom 50 before I do anything. Like just, okay, avoid the clumping altogether. Now, doing it in lineup HQ, you could do it manually. It just takes a while, right? I can build 300 lineups in here and then sort by projected ownership or sort by by median fantasy score and go, is this lineup too owned? Is this lineup too owned? Delete, 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 you know, and find, find the ones in the, in the middle that have the good drops and say, oh, I have too much of this guy. I have too much. Oh, let me cut down on my Desta Cortez lineups. And then go through and just sort by those lineups and go, okay, let me eliminate some of these. You could do it manually, right? Just may take you a while, right? If, if you're if you're building an hour before the slate, you could, you could be spending a half an hour doing that. And also in lineup HQ, you can strain by 300 lineups. So you could build 300 at a time. So yeah, if you're, if you're only choosing, if you're only building for like three to five lineups, 10 lineups, 20 lineups, <coughs> even... I think you could just do a 300 run and you'd be fine. You'll probably be cutting off the top. You'll cut it off the bottom. You'll be left with 200 lineups, candidates. Then you'll eliminate some more. And then you eventually get down to, eventually you get down to 20, right? You could do, you could do that. Now, if you're doing like 100, 150, you, and you want to do, use that process of building candidate lineups, you probably want to build 600, 1200, 1800, and then sort from there. And that's, the, the usefulness of in the in the theory of daily fantasy sports for advanced players, the custom Excel tool, the portfolio trimmer. That's the purpose of the portfolio trimmer. To basically it's an efficiency tool. So you don't have to do it manually in lineup HQ. You could just have you could Excel could do it for you. You could sort and and cut and trim, trim out only certain lineups with certain players. And then get yourself down to and it also it shows your exposures so you could like, keep track. Of like, how much do I have of this guy versus that guy, right? And then you could lo also look at the lineups. Go, I have too much of Cortez and Ryan together. So let me cut down some of my Cortez lineups. Let me cut down some of my Ryan lineups, right? You, you could do any of that. Once you build a candidate set of lineups. Instead of trying to solve the clumping problem by building a perfect run of 20 or perfect run of 50. You can do it. Just re just just realize that you still may have the top, top couple of lineups and the bottom couple of lineups may not actually be plus EV lineups. Kind of, it's like a loss leader. Like you, and that's what a lot of people do in 150 sets. If you watch and look at some some uh, play, some top players that have 150 sets, you will find you'll find you may find 10, 20 lineups that you're like, why they play this? This is way too high owned. And then some are like, why did you play this? This is like 50 points lower projected. It's like. It's the cost of doing business. It's like, that's what it ends up happening. Their, their whole portfolio is plus EV, right? In, in general, 
but they end up they end up with some some bad apples here and there. Deepix says my main issue with clumping is I lean towards five two stacks and getting too many of the one off high owned batters in the last spot. Yeah, because they project well. How how do you solve that clumping problem by probably setting a cap on the exposure of that player? So you get less lineups with that player in it. Like that's one way of doing it. Obviously, ramping up hitter variance, right? The hitter randomness may help it a little also. You could also choose to just lower the projection if you want, right? If you're just looking to just accomplish that. I don't want 72% of of Mike Trout or whatever. It's like, okay, well, I'll just lower his projection two points. Well, you're going to get less of them now. Or you could just say, I only want him 20% of lineups. But you also have to realize when you say, I only want him in 20% of lineups, he's going to show up in like the top 20% of lineups. He's not going to be intermixed there as much. You have to understand how how a lineup builder works, that it's just a knapsack problem solving. Gil Ticket says, I've been Xing out all the teams I'm not going to use, except for the leverage spots. Really helps on ownership sums overall. Yeah, you could do that. That's that's doing it manually, Right. I've shown in the in past videos, you can go on Roto-Grind, as you can see from three, four years ago, I solved a lot of the clumping problem in running like 100, 150 sets by just saying like, I'm just not playing certain teams. I'm just like, I don't care that like the sixth hitter for the Brewers or something, you know, may fit in a lineup here or two. It's like, no, and do I think the Brewers are over-owned? Am I playing much of their stacks? No, I'm just X amount, Right. Or I really X in people. I just go through and go, okay, what pitchers am I playing today? Right? I'll go through and go, okay, who am I not? What? What? Who is in my player pool? And then go from there. And then, and so I have less to work with. Makes it easier. Even then, you're still going to get clumping. Travis Selby asks, is it possible to trim by stacks in the theory of DFS portfolio trimmer? No. You could trim by key player. So if there's a key player in a lot of your stacks, I mean, you could, you could end up doing it that way, but, but no, you can't, you cannot do it by stack. That may be something that may be something that uh, you could bring up to James. So email James, James at theory of I mean, obviously we'd only be useful in, in baseball. I mean, I guess NFL, right. Trim by, I mean, NFL is easy because trim by stack. I mean, unless you're playing like Justin Fields or something, a naked quarterback, a lot of times key player quarterback already does that for you. Guild Ticket says uh, for the Xing out of teams, it's especially helpful NBA where you need to wait as close to lock as possible because the need of projection adjustments. Right. Basketball correlation doesn't matter much. So, like in, in basketball, a lot of times your your player pool, right? It's not your it's you have to get away from thinking of it as well, who how many people are in your player pool? It's more of a what players are gonna end up in my lineups anyway. Do I have to deal with you know the 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 guard that is projected for eight minutes? Right? Do I even want to have to have that on my screen? He's probably not going to show up in the first 10,000 lineups. Right? But you know, to just to avoid it, just X amount. Right? You just say, okay, here, 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 here's the 48 players that I'm considering. And now I want to make combinations of this. And then, so you don't have to deal with the 49th and 50th play. You could, you can do that. That's just, that's an, another way. Right? There's no right way or wrong way. These aren't strategic things that you're doing. You're just making it easier for for yourself. Especially in the NBA where you may only have a couple of minutes to build lineups because of projection updates. 
Jenna Sandy asks, I've been meaning to ask you to how do you play winner take all contests? Talking about those three entry $1 MLB contests on DK. I would suggest emailing in that question so we could talk about it. Questions at theoryofdfs.com. Obviously, it doesn't fit in to the subject uh, today. But yeah, so send so send that in. I mean, yeah, what? Well, I mean, that's that's the purpose of this show. Doesn't mean it gets covered tomorrow. Tomorrow we have Grinders Live. So there's, there's no pregame show. I'll be on Grinders Live for the Wednesday afternoon slate. Uh, but it doesn't mean it covers on Thursday. I'll, I will always email you, even if it's covered two weeks from now. Right? You send in the question. I will always respond. You know, like on today, like I think Andrew sent in a question about this clumping and all this type of stuff. And I'll just email back to him. Like, I covered it on today's show. So even if you didn't check out, even if you're not watching every show or listening on the podcast feed, that you could be like maybe eight, maybe eight days from now, I answer someone else's question that ended up coming up in, in email. And I just, okay, covered it. To, you could listen to today's show and it is, it is taken care of. But let me show you like how you could do it from a set of candidate lineups. So you're using the builder to just build candidate lineups. Are you going to play all of these? Let's let's go under the assumption you're looking to, to play for 20 lineups. Okay, that seems like a reasonable one, right? So let's say I want, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you can start from anything as general as you want. You could go, okay, I'm going to build, I'm going to start out by building 300 lineups that have, and whatever, whatever combination, uh, you want five-man stacks, right? You don't care what they look like, or maybe you do. Maybe I want, uh, I want, 40%, 30%, whatever, whatever you want, whatever. Like these numbers don't matter. That's why I don't, I don't like, I don't like even showing you the, like these don't matter. Okay. I have to scream it because people, people will email me. Said I put your numbers like the, these don't matter. Whatever you want. I want to build seven, 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 whatever you want. Right. I could bang my head against the keyboard doesn't matter let's say for instance i want to look at 300 blue jay stats you could you can right i want to look at uh give me give me at most 10 percent of any stat well what happens if i want more of the white Sox? then put in more of the white Sox. it's whatever you want you're just trying to make a whole bunch of lineups that's it whatever lineups you want he's like well i don't want to make any lineups with nestor cortez so x them out do whatever whatever it is you, you want to do. I'm putting in just like, okay, give me a whole bunch of lineups broadly. Just broadly give me 300 lineups. Right? Right? I'll 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 put some some but 20 20% randomness. Just give me a whole bunch of lineups. Give me give me at least three unique players for well, what happens if you want then put in whatever you want, whatever you want. Do I want do I want salary 45,000 minimum? Maybe you want, look, I want to play more lineups that are 49th. So I'll put that in, right? I'm just trying to get 300 lineups because I'm going to be using more than this. So I'm just putting in, just give me based on the current projections. I don't even know what the ownership is. What, what's what's the optimal with no stacking? 155 or whatever? Okay, whatever. So just give me 300 lineups, right? With 20% randomness around everything, three unique players, just whatever. Four uniques, two uniques, whatever, whatever you want. MLB, I'm probably stacking. I'm, I'm playing five-man stack. So that's, that's, I could look through some four fours or four three. I could. Do you want to look through some of those? You could do those as well. 
Well, where did you get 40% from? No, I didn't get it from anywhere. I could have just banged my head against the keyboard. There's no, there's no, give me a whole bunch of lineups. That's essentially what I'm saying. So I'm pressing the build button. I'm going to get a whole bunch of five-man lineups and let that, the bat go through. I'm, I'm doing more than 300. So this is like, I'm not stopping here. I'm going to do another 300 set. I'm going to do some 20 sets. I'm going to do some 50 sets. Whatever it is that you want. Your goal here is you're not building lineups to play all 300 lineups. You're building 300 lineups to like, lineup builder, give me a bunch of lineups that look playable enough. And then I'll look through them. Maybe out of the 300, maybe there's only eight lineups that I want out of the 300. Okay, that's fine. Maybe there's 180 that I want. Okay, that's fine too. Just build them. I want to see these lineups together. So remember, we're not playing players. We're playing lineups. Lineups, not players. Arrange the numbers together for me. Out of 10, 10 people in a lineup that whatever. If you say like, oh, well, I want to play more nationals today. Then put in more, then, then look through more nationals lineups. Well, I want to play more Yankees today. Well, then look through more Yankees lineups. I don't want to play any Padres today. So X them out. You're never considering to play them at all for whatever reason. Whatever reason. You can find a plus EV lineup with any stack, with any player. Okay. It's just a matter of how many lineups do you want to look through? Jake Woodford probably doesn't appear in many plus EV lineups. Do you want to look through 5,000 Woodford lineups for the four that are plus EV? You can if you want. But most likely, you don't have to build 5,000 lineups in order to find the four Woodford lineups that are okay. Griffin Canning on this slate probably is in, and Nestor Cortez is probably in a lot of plus EV lineups. You don't want to build, I'm only going to build 10 of those lineups and then look through the 10. Like, dude, you could probably build 10,000 and find out of the 10,000, 3,000 of them are plus EV. So you know what you want to do probably? Build more of those lineups so you could look at more of those lineups. The lineups that project better are more likely to be higher expected value. Now you have to compare that to their ownership. And that's it. How many lineups do you want to build that project 74 points lower than the optimal lineup? Probably not, not many, if any. How many lineups do you want to look at that, that pro- project less than two points from optimal and are owned at 7 million percent? Probably not many either. You got to build them. You got to have the builder build them. So, you know, it, it, take, it takes a couple of minutes. To me, this is the longest part of the process, right? Just having the builder build lineups. Let's see. Bacon23 says 35% ROI and double ups just finding a 2v2 off the optimal so far this season. Okay. I wouldn't suggest doing that, but I'd say congrats to you. You do that in triple ups, not double ups. So it's still building lineups. So it's building 300 lineups. We'll build, we'll build some more lineups after this also. This isn't, but we're not ending here. This is not, okay, here's your 300. What do you pick from? Like, I've not even looked, I don't even know what's going on on this slate. I don't know. I'd, like, dude, I'm not even sure, like, how many Cubs lineups are we going to get? I have no idea. Right? It's probably going to force in to play, you know, like, uh, like where, where's where's Cortez? Like, Minnesota. Like, it's like, oh, I need to give you 10% min- Like, they're not fine many Minnesota lineups. 
I don't know. I'm just putting it. I'm I'm, just, I'm approaching the slate as if I didn't even look. I don't even know what the hell's going on. I just have numbers in a builder. Mr. Mike asked Splendor, have you played those three mans against the usual suspects? I did the first two weeks, but I stopped. Not because there's no edge. There's edge there. I simulated that out, that I that I, on average, I would have about a 6% ROI. Grinding out uh, three mans and triple ups with that strategy. So you could do it. You know what the problem, you know what the quote problem is? I'm making like 12, 13% ROI on props. So like, I'm like that three man strat. I mean, I've been putting like a thousand, 1500 in volume and doing that. It's like, well, do I put a thousand, 1500 in volume in the three mans? Or do I get twice as much return by just upping my volume in props? What's, what's the more financially prudent thing to do? Probably upping my volume in props, especially it takes more time, even with the three-man stuff, because you have to enter three-mans and whatever. Just because I'm not doing something doesn't mean there's no edge there. It's just a matter of where are you putting the most, where, where are you putting your volume on a given day? That's how I That's how I approach a day. Let's start today. I My bankroll is X. I'm going to play X percent of my bankroll. Where, do, where does it go? There's certain there are certain days where there are many props that are high edge props available. There are certain days like that. Certain days, yeah, the board is kind of the board is kind of efficient. You know what I do with those days? Maybe I play three. Maybe that's when I play the three mans and the five mans. Maybe that's maybe that's maybe I play fifty large field lineups. Maybe maybe the 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 I play the one twenty one. I mean, they're not offering this week. Maybe some maybe some of the GPPs are horrible payout structures. I go, okay, well, today I'm just going to play cat. Maybe I just play head-to-heads <laughs> on that given day. I go, where's the best place to put my to, to put my capital for the highest return, right? Oh, always factor in risk. And that's what I do. Most days, it seems, over the past month since MLB started, has been in props. That's the more prudent place to put it. But there's certain days where I play more volume in DFS. There's certain days where I don't I don't even bother. It's like Sunday, I didn't even bother. I don't bother playing DFS. It's a whole bunch on props. I did very well on props on Sunday. Sunday, because Sunday's when you wake up and whatever, and it, it you got the four o'clock games, the lineups aren't in, right? You're building line like it's it's before I I just hate and Sundays you have people take days off. So the lineups may be weird. So a lot of times I, I I don't I don't necessarily love playing those slates to begin with, but there was a lot of stuff on the board on Sunday for props. So I just like I just I was hammering props and I'm like, yeah, why am I? I'm not even gonna bother making. I'm not even gonna bother playing the 121. I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna bother. Okay, so we have all these lineups. Okay, oh, did we even? We didn't even get. Why didn't we even get stacks? What's going on? Stack summary. Four plus five hitter stacks. How come we're not, we're not, okay, here's some stacks. We're, we're getting some lineups that just have nothing in them. I guess, I guess they couldn't find, I mean, what is going on? Five-man stacks, five-man stacks. This is just has a mess of nothing in it. Sometimes this happens when you get, when we put too much constraints on it. I mean, if we take here, 538 stacks used, this can't be right. Summary, 
the hell's going on? Five man sacks, 30, 30, 30, 30. No, this should be fine. 90. Uh, it didn't give me all. No, you're right. It didn't give me because I, I set the constraints too low, actually. Right? So here we go. Right? We got all these, all these stacks right here. Right? 200, it says 270 stacks. So I, I guess, I guess there's 30 lineups that are just like, just like messy garbage. So normally I don't give it this this many constraints. I normally don't say give me 40% of this right because because I, I add it up to a hundred. It can't it can't give me all of it. Okay, I, I see, I see why it did that. Okay. So we have these 300 lineups. So let's just take these 300 lineups. So what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna take these 300 lineups. Well, actually, let's build more sets. Let's let's do it all at once, right? To make it easier before I go over to the portfolio trimmer. So let's say here you build 300 lineups. A whole bunch of different stack combinations, a different whatever. Obviously, you get all this crap in here. You'll get rid of those. You have you know, a lot of Joe Ryan, Cortez, Canning, Snell. We take a look at even just like the pitchers that are being used, right? Let's say, for instance, like I'm just coming up with an example. You're like, I think Josiah Gray is a good leverage play, right? I only have one lineup in the 30. I want to see, I want to, I want to build 20 lineups. Right, have Josiah Gray in it. Maybe I I I change my stack rules so it's just like just five. Give me five x a hundred percent. Right, right. Maybe maybe cap it at fifteen percent so we don't give it as much constraint. Right. We care about randomness. Whatever, whatever, whatever. It doesn't matter. You could okay. I want I want it to be closer to the median projection. I could decrease the range of outcome. I think you could do whatever, but it just, the whole point is that oh, I didn't get much gray, right? So instead of trying to build a 300 set with like, I want at least 10% gray, just build 20 lineups. Just go, okay, I want uh, I want to see lineups with Joe's eye gray. Is there a reason I picture that? No, there's not. I'm just saying, I, w- I want to consider, maybe I never play. Out of the 20 lineups that I choose, I don't play. I, I don't even end up playing Josiah Gray. But as of right now, in my first set, I only have one lineup out of 300 that have Josiah Gray. Right? So I just want to add to that that set that I'd look at. So I'm just going to add a 20, 20 Josiah Gray lineups. So just there. Lineup builder, build me 20 Josiah Gray lineups. I don't know what the projection is. I don't know what the ownership is. Right? Just, just, just build me. Okay. So I got 20 of these. Right? I got a Royal stack, Royal stack, Blue Jays, Blue Jays. Diamondbacks, I got stuff like that. Okay. You X X that out or whatever. And then maybe, maybe you go through here and you go, hmm, I want to see, I want to play a lot more of the Blue Jays today. I just picked the team, right? So I'm going to set this to 100%, right? 100%. Just just give me, give me the best. Give me, give me, uh, give me 50 Blue Jays. That's all I'm. Who says I may not play any Blue Jay stacks, but I want to at least consider more Blue Jay stacks. So here, give me give me 50 Blue Jay stacks with some random, you know, just as I don't get the same players connected in every lineup of something to choose from, right? So here we go. Here's 80, here's 50 Blue Jay stacks, right? We get Kevin Biggio, Kirk, Barcho, Bichette, get all of these, right? So it's like, okay, what else? What else is? Uh, I want to take a look. I want to, let's see. Maybe I want to take a look. Uh, maybe I'm, I'm, there's too many lineups. You look in the set over here, 
Maybe there's too many lineups that have Ryan and Cortez together, right? So you're like Ryan Cortez, Ryan Cortez, Ryan Cortez. Maybe it's like, I want to put in some more lineups into the set that I'm going to look at that doesn't have Ryan and Cortez together, right? So I said a group, max one. Give me 50, give me, I don't care what the stacks, right? You go back to the stacks. You say, uh, give, give me, give me just a most of fifteen percent of any of any team or whatever, right? You could say you could cap players, whatever, whatever it is that you want to look at. You go, okay, well, give me, give me fifty more lineups that don't have Ryan and Cortez together. They may actually be in the other. The, these lineups that are being created may actually be in the other set, right? You have three hundred lineups. Some of them aren't Ryan Cortez lineups, but it's like I want, I want to consider more of those, right? Just that, so I don't have out of the twenty that I'm eventually playing. That maybe I don't have like 16 that are Ryan Cortez. Maybe I end up, maybe I do end up with that, but I need to have more lineups to look at that don't look like that. So I'm going to group out Ryan and Cortez and build 50 lineups. Right. If for whatever reason, like I don't want to, I want to make sure that I don't have the Mets. Then X amount. That's fine. Whatever way you want to build these sets, do whatever way you want. Right? I'm going to build 50. You can build 300 of each. I mean, you could do whatever you want. I'm doing 50. Right? So here's 50. That Yeah, you have a lot of Cortez, 44% out of the 50, 42% Ryan, but they're not together. Right? So you have Canning Ryan with some Diamondbacks or anything. So you could do this as much as you want. You could go through and go, I want to take a look at these types of lineups. I want to take, you could go through the ownership and go, I want to take a look at lineups that uh, have no more than 110% ownership. I want to, right, you, I mean, you could literally do that, right? Let's say, for whatever reason, maybe you don't even play these lineups. I just came up with a number, whatever. So give me 50 lines, like, and and, it, and I'm going to take out the group, right? You can leave the group in, who cares, right? Take out the group, right? Just give me, give me 50 that have no more than 110% ownership. There, build 50, build 20, build 100, build 300, whatever. So 50 of these. You're, all you're doing is build, building candidate sets of lineups. You're trying to get it down to candidate. So you could ha- have have a bunch of lineups to choose 20 from. Okay? So you got 50 of these. Okay? So you do all of this. And then now we're going to go over. I'm going to go over to the portfolio trimmer. Right? And I'll, I'll, I'll make it a little bit bigger once I put it in. I already put the projections into the projection screen here. So I could go and I could export. Let's export the first one. Let's go. Come on. Export. So this is the, the 300 set. Oh, this is the fifth. Okay, this is the, the yeah, this is the 300. So I'm going to do all of these. 141. Okay, let me make sure I get the right one. Okay, so here we go. So I got this out. Here's this 300 set right here. So here's all the play, right? So I can take all of these lineups, right? Copy, right? It's very easy, right? Copy, paste it right in here, right? So I have all those 300 lineups. Now I go all the way to the bottom. I can keep on going, right? You're not limited in the portfolio trimmer. Now the time may start, like, if you're going to try to put in 30,000 lineups, this thing may may time out. I've I've done 3,000 in the portfolio trimmer. Just that when you trim, it'll be a little bit, a little bit, obviously has to go through more lineups. If you're only trimming like 50 lineups. This thing works in a matter of a half a second. 
You just realize the more liners you put in, the, the more work that it the Excel has to do. So I go to the second, I go to the second build. We built what? The 20 Josiah Gray lineups or whatever, for whatever reason. Right. So I'm going to export that from lineup HQ. Right. Bring it up. Right. You can see it here. I could drag it to my other window. Right. Can you see it? Or do I have it on? Oh, I don't have it on the screen. Okay. Hold on. Make it easy. Entire screen. Yeah. Give me the entire screen. Yeah. There we go. Right. So now you can see it. So there you go. So here you go. Here's my look at all these Jose Gray lineups. So I'm going to take all these lineups. Right. Copy. Put it right at the bottom. Paste. I have 320 lineups in here. I'm going to go to the next thing that I built. I built what? What this? This is the oh, all the blue, all those blue, the 50 Blue Jays lineups. So I'm going to export that. All right. Save. Save that. Open it up. Cut and paste. Take these 50. Command C. You can see I'm pasting it right in over here. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Make it a little bigger. Let's go. There we go. No, stop. Okay. Right? make this a little bigger you could see you could see it here right what's the next build right okay build four what do we do here this is the one where we split up cortez and ryan right and said like give me 50 lineups okay so let's let's add these to the trimmer right so i'm gonna go and cut and paste these you can do as many of these as you want. You can do any type of combinations you want, whatever it is, whatever. you All you're doing is throwing it in here. You're throwing it in the blender. You got to build five. Which one was this? This was, I don't know what we did here. I'm going to export these. Just building a set of candidates. Okay. So I go through, cut and paste these over here, right? Okay, so we got all those builds, all those ones that we made that we want to look at and consider, right? So I'm going to go up here, load into Portfolio Manager. It's going to load all of them. You can see them right here, a little small, right? Some of these don't even have a stack, right? You could probably get rid of some of these. So now you have all of these lineups, right? All 470 lineups. 
and it's sorted by projection. So you can see here, I'm going to make it a little bit bigger. All right, just so you can see a little bit more. All right, so it's all over the screen. So it shows all the players, right? Here's the lineup. It'll even show you the stack. The ones that don't have a stack in it, obviously, are those, those the weird lineups out of that 300 set. Shows you the price, the total salary of the lineup, right? The floor projection, the, the median projection, the ceiling projection, and the ownership sum, right? So what you could do here, you can see the top one is 110. Out of all of the, these are out of all the lineups that you jammed in, right? This isn't, you know, it's automatically, you could sort by any column you want. So the top one is 110. The bottom one from a projection standpoint is 86. Okay. You see from the ownership, you can see some of these are owned at different different levels. So you're, you're only playing 20 lineups. And you could also see on the side here, your exposures. So for the entire 400, all the all the builds that we put together, how much of a player is, is there in here? So you can even keep track. Right? You say out of all the lineups that are left, you have 44% Ryan, 41% Cortez, 28% Cannon, 21% Bobby Witt. Right, you could do all this. Now, you're only going to play 20. But you really, you're, you're looking for lineups that, you know, may not, you don't want the highest projected lineups. You don't want the lowest projected lineups. You don't want the highest owned lineups. You don't want the lowest owned lineups. So maybe we start cutting these out. So so maybe from an ownership perspective, we take a look at some of the, these higher owned lineups, 150, 143, 145, 140. Not like some, once you got down here in the red, these red ones, even 129, 129 shouldn't be good down here, 135. So let's start cutting this off. Let's start, like, some of these higher-owned lineups, we're going to cut those off, right? So we're going to set the, the the high, maybe. Where do we want to cut it? It's wherever you feel like it. Let's cut it off at 135 or even 130. 130 or 135. Let's We could start with 135. I'm setting the ownership threshold at 135. What's the projection threshold? What's the low, right? Do I want a lineup that is, you know, top one is 110. Like, do I want one that's more than like 20 points? Probably not. I would probably cut off at maybe 95 to start. Projection threshold of 95, right? The low is 95. The high is whatever. I don't care. As long as it's low, as long as it's low enough owned, right? Maybe even for salary. Maybe like I don't want to even consider maybe some of these lineups that are that leave too much salary on the table. I mean, you can. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you want to have a way to get rid of some of these, maybe you set it at uh the 48,000. You can do whatever you want. Maybe you already set maybe you already set the th salary threshold in lineup HQ. You can set it at zero. It doesn't matter. The salary really doesn't matter. We can set it at zero. Who cares? Okay. So now that I have the thresholds, the projection, 95 is a low, 135 ownerships, I'm, some of these lineups are going to be disappearing. So I'm going to trim those thresholds. You just set the thresholds, right? And then you press the trim thresholds button. Once the, once the magic ball gets away, right? So trim. It's going to go through all those 470 lineups and it's going to get rid of the ones that don't fit these. 
right? So any any lineup that is higher than 135 ownership or lower than 95 projection, it is going to eliminate in this screen. It still exists on the on the insert lineup screen. So you could always reload the portfolio, right? You could always press reload portfolio and you get all the lineups back, right? So now that we're, we're, we're now here, right? It got rid of how many lines? Didn't get rid of that many lineups, right? It got rid of like maybe it looks like 68 lineups. Don't so we still have like 400 lineups here. We could even see in the exposures, like okay, they changed a little bit, right? Maybe we could have the threshold be a little bit further, right? We see 133, 134. Maybe we set the threshold a little bit, a little bit lower, especially if we're playing larger field. Maybe, maybe, maybe go down to 130. Projection threshold on the bottom, right? Maybe, maybe we cut it off at 98. Right, starting getting rid of. We're starting to trim the tops and the bottoms first. Right? Get rid of ninety-eight. Right, and trim those. Right, get a less lineups to consider. So that'll go through it. Takes a couple of seconds. The more lineups you put in, the more time it takes. It's essentially it's an Excel function. There are better. There are better ways to program this. Right, so we go through here. Okay, great. Okay, it, it's it did that. Now we're down to what three hundred and fifty-two lineups. Okay, now we can go through. It's like as the projection goes down, obviously the ownership should also go down. Like why would like wouldn't it be much more worthwhile to play a lineup at one hundred and sixteen percent ownership at one hundred and eight projection versus a lineup that is like what? 126% on it at three points lower, four points lower. So you want to kind of get rid of those lineups because, you know, you're only playing 20. That's what the smart trim function does. Okay. That doesn't mean the lineup down here is can't, can't be plus EV. Just that probably it's a, a lineup higher than it would be higher EV. You can choose to smart trim the whole thing if you want. Right, you could choose to just say, give, just cut everything. You'd like we do that manually in lineup HDR. I've showed that, but you could also do it by player. Right, so here's this key player thing. So let's say you look through and you go, well, I have, I have a lot of Cavan Biggio, like obviously because we made all those Blue Jay stacks. Right, you look here and it's like, do I do I want do I want that much Cavan Biggio? Now if the answer is yes, then fine, that's fine. But let's say for whatever reason. You go, I want to I want to eliminate some of these Blue Jay stacks. I could go through and I could go, okay, let me go to Cabin Biggio, right? You click on the little thing. It'll show you all the players that are in there, right? You find Cabin Biggio, wherever the hell he is. Cabin Biggio, where'd you go, Biggio? Biggio, Biggio, Biggio. I can't find Cabin Biggio. Where is he? I don't know why it's not. Am I missing it? Right? Am I missing something? Let's use someone else. I don't know why it's not missing. Uh, we got Otani in there, Chapman, Melendez. I saw Melendez. So let's let's getting rid of some of the Melendez lineups. I'm just using this as an example. So I'll just go through with Smart Trim and get rid of the lineups that are too high owned for the projection based on the lineup above them. Right? So just for the Melendez lineups. I click Smart Trim, and you should see this Melendez 15.91% is 
exposure go down, obviously. It's going to start cutting out Melendez lineups that are too high owned for their projection. Okay, so it's cutting out the Melendez. So what what are we left with MJ Melendez? We cut out a whole bunch. We cut out a whole bunch. Now down to 3% of our portfolio, which is now down to 308 lineups, right? So still, we're, we're, dude, we're trying to get down to 20, right? Right? You take a look at this and you go, okay, well, how, how you could do it by player. You could do the whole, th- like we could do the whole thing if you want. Maybe you go through and you go, okay, Bobby Witt. I'm going to cut down Eric Lauer. Why do I, do I really want to consider that many Eric Lauer number lineups? Maybe you're like Nestor Cortez is hot, too high owned. Maybe you're like, okay, I want to cut out the Nestor. I want to start trimming the Nestor Cortez lineups or maybe the Eric Lauer lineups. Okay, let's do Eric Lauer. I'm going to smart trim Eric Lauer. He'll get rid of the ones in between that are too high owned for their projection for Eric Lauer. I'll do Nestor Cortez after this. You can do the whole thing if you want. But then you then you may have exposures. If you do the whole thing, what ends up happening is that you'll have a lot of exposure to what is theoretically the lowest, the most under-owned players. If you do the whole thing, you will theoretically have less exposure to the highest, to the over-owned players. But you also may have exposures that are like, well, do I really want 80% of this guy? If you if you don't mind that, then go, go for it. That's perfectly fine. But I'm showing you a way of going through and saying, well, how do I balance my diversification of players that's more on a lineup level than me going into lineup HQ and saying, what's my min exposure? What's my max exposure? It's like, no, I'm just going to build a whole ton of lineups. And then out of that candidate set, trim from there and get get a diversification that I want, that I my risk profile is fine with, right? So we see here, it's like, oh, now I have a ton of, I have 50% Nesta Cortez. Maybe you want more, maybe, if you want more net, if you like, I want to have 80% Nestor Cortez and don't touch the Nestor Cortez lineups. You have Bobby Witt, 21%. You still have a lot of, a lot of these, these Blue Jays stacks. Let's just find any Blue Jays player. Do we got the Blue Jays in here? Wilson Contreras, William Contreras, Vlad. Let's go to Vlad. Get rid of some of these Blue Jay stacks, right? Smart trim the Blue Jay stacks. So we may have like 60, 70 Blue Jay stacks in there. Maybe after you smart trim, you're down to like 10 or 15. Matt Meir says when you pull in multiple sets in the trimmer, I'm assuming the trimmer wouldn't remove the dupes since they would be the same fantasy points and ownership. Yes. If you happen to have the same lineup in multiple sets, it'll leave both of them there. If you're using enough randomness in your builds, you rarely get that. Let's just say on a large slate, on a normal, on a decently slate, if it's two game baseball slate, yeah, that 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 may you may run into that, but it's so rare. Like I, it 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 almost never happens to me at least. Matt Meir says for the portfolios trimmer, especially the smart trim functionality that I'm showing you, has been a game changer for efficiency. Yes, this is this is what I this is what I use. Smart trimming by the pitchers specifically and letting the stacks fall where they may works really well. Yeah. I mean, as long as you just build a set of candidate lineups that you want to choose from and then using this function to just you do the math. 
I mean, it's blunt math. It's not, you know, this is a precise way of doing anything. So I got rid of some of those, uh, those Guerrero, the, the Vlad lineups. So now Vlad's all the way down. I don't even know where the hell he is. Down to 4% of the portfolio. But we still have, look, we still got 219 lineups in here. So it's like, okay, well, how much, uh, you know, how much of uh, whatever? We have Jose Buto, Butto. I don't even know who that is. Apparently he's pitching, but for the Mets, I think. Maybe you think Cortez is going to be over him. Maybe it's like, okay, maybe maybe, I, maybe I really don't want to have, I want to be under on Cortez. So obviously let's start trimming the Cortez lineups, right? It's going to get rid of, because I mean, look, 52% of the lineups that are in here are Cortez lineups. So let's get rid of some. So we, we could get rid of a whole bunch. Once Excel gets back to, to working, right? I have so much to, during a broadcast, I have like 8 million things running. This actually works so much faster when I just have it open. I don't have 17 screens for a, for a YouTube stream. Okay. It'll go through all of those Nestor Cortez lineups. So basically it's saying if there's a Nestor Cortez lineup that has 108% owner uh, projection and 110 ownership, the next lineup is 107. If that's higher than 110, like it's going to get rid of it, right? Because as the projection goes down, the ownership should go down also. You want to get rid of those lineups. Not saying that they're bad lineups. Those could be plus EV lineups, but the lineup above it probably would be a higher EV. That's a better way of putting it. Okay, so we got rid of a lot of these Cortez. We got a lot of the Cortez lineups gone. So how much do we have Cortez now? We don't have much. Where the hell did he go? Where did Nestor go? 7% of the total portfolio. Yeah, and we still have 113 lineups. Okay. Maybe we have too much Joe Ryan. I mean, look, we're trying to get down to 20 lineups, remember. Okay. Maybe you don't want to have 55. Maybe you don't, Maybe you want to have a lot more canning Snell lineups. A little contrarian a picture. Let's get rid of let's get rid of some of these 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 Joe Ryan lineups, right? So I'm going to smart from the Joe Ryan lineups. Wait for that to work. Maybe we could get this down to like fifty or sixty. The goal is to get the twenty. Right, we're playing. We're, let's say we're playing the four the twenty dollar four max, right? Okay, so now we have a lot of canning, right? We have canning and Snell, right? Canning and Snell, we got, we're down to 57 lineups. 50, yes, 57, because line one is the, the header. Okay, right? We got Charlie Morton in there, Buto in there, Otani, like Otani. Is Otani pitching or is he batting? I think he's batting, right? Don't have much Cortez, right? We take a look at our exposures and go, okay, right? We could take a look at the stat. We could see we have a lot of KC stacks, a lot of KC, Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta. So maybe we want to get rid of some of these KC lineups, right? We take a look at the stacks and we go, like out of the 20 lineups, how many KC stacks, right? It seems like we have a lot. We have a lot of Atlanta, it seems like. So KC, so Bobby Witt. So let's, he seems like a key player, Sal Perez or something, right? So maybe we go and we start trimming. Can we find Bobby Witten here? It should pull all the players. There must be some parsing error, right? Because I, I don't see Bo- Bobby Wood. Do you see Bobby Wood in there somewhere? I see Perez. 
I need to submit something to James. It should be pulling them all in. Right, but we're not we're not getting is he there? Oh, we found Kevin Biggio at least. He's there. So let's go by Sal Perez, right? We can start getting smart trim for Sal Perez. That'll eliminate some of the KC stacks. We could probably Ronald Acuna for the Atlanta stuff. Right. I see a whole bunch of Atlanta here. Unless you want a lot, unless you want a lot of Atlanta. I mean, you may end up. We still we have 52 lineups. So we go here. Do we have uh where's our where's our Atlanta players? Otani, Matt Olson, Albies. Let's go by Albies. Smart trim the Albies lineups. That should get, get rid of a couple. Yep. Okay. Then we're down to 43 lineups. Right. We take a look at our we have a lot of canning snell. We have Tatis, Otani, Gorman, Bobby Witt, Charlie Morton. That's a pitcher. I take a look at the KC, KC, Toronto, Toronto, Detroit, Miami. There's a Miami lineup in here. Still some Atlanta, St. Louis slightly. Let's get rid of some, let's march from some Gorman lineups for the sake of those, those uh, San Francisco, those uh, St. Louis. Get rid of some of the St. Louis lineups. Okay, so now we're down to 37 lineups. Maybe you look Maybe you look here. It's like, okay, maybe, oh, do I really want to play that much Matt Veeling? Do I want to really want to play that much Charlie Morton? Like, just go by based on your exposures. It's like, you've already smart trimmed a bunch where the, the, the ownership versus, I mean, like even this lineup that's 124, I mean, this could still be a plus EV lineup. It's a Toronto lineup with Snell and Butto. Butto, Butto, I guess. So if we trim... By Butto, it'll probably, it'll get rid of this lineup, right? What's another, we could look through here and you go, okay, this 124, this 116, what do they have in common? Springer, Springer. Yeah, they're, but they're, they're, it looks like they're both Toronto. Yeah, there's a Toronto stack and a Toronto stack. Morton Snell. This one has Berrios Canning. What do they share? Biggio, Biggio, no. No, because we put in enough diversification that these Toronto stacks are even, even kind of different. So maybe George Springer. Can we can we find George Springer in here? If we could find George Springer if we uh, smart trim. It should get rid of at least one of those lineups. We're 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 here. I have a Biggio. We'll do Biggio. One of those lineups should be gone. Yeah. Okay. We got rid of one of them. We're down to thirty six lineups. Okay, so who's in this line? Corbin Carroll, Bichette, Belt, or Butto, or Snell, or just do the Snell one. I mean, we have 44% Snell. We're, get, we're trying to get down to 20. I mean, if we could start cutting out. I could go like, okay, cut out. the. I could still use the regular trims. Cut out the bottom, these 98 projection lineups. I could cut out the 107, the 108. I could if I want. Let's Let's smart trim the Snell lineups. Because that'll get rid of this 124 lineup here. I think this 118 line, no, that 118 lineup won't be removed, right? Because this lineup is a little too high. This is a bit too high owned for its projection. It'll still probably be plus EV, but not as not as high EV as the other lineups, right? So if I go Blake Snell, Smart Trim, I should get rid of a couple, right? Okay, now we're down to we're down to 25 lineups. We have 64% Griffin Canning. Okay. 
32, Cortez, Otani, Nico Horner. Okay. We take a look here. Here. The 118 lineup. This is uh, Acuna, Otani, Canning, but Butto. Butto. Is that his name? Butto? Do I want to get rid of an, another Otani lineup? Let's see. What is this lineup? 49-3. I mean, you can even look at seal. You can see, like, what's in a lineup that has a low seal, like something like this. Brian De La Cruz is a Miami stack. Miami stacked. Nestor Cortez, Eric Lauer. Right? Just now, at this point, it's now a matter of just like the first of it now. What do you, what do you, you can play all 25 of these lineups, but you only have 20 to choose. I mean, like, I'll add five more lineups. I mean, you can. You may look at this and go, do I really want to play this much of this guy? And then cut it out. Baez, Horner. Can we get, maybe can get rid of the Horner? Is Horner just a one off? I guess so, because we don't see many. But Cubs, he's on the Cubs, right? So yeah, Horner, Horner. Yeah, these are all second base one-offs right here in the Miami stack, Detroit stack, Oakland stack. Okay, he's not really attached to like anything specifically, right? Detroit, Kansas City. It's not like he's just in like the same type of lineups. We could take a look at the pitcher combinations. Say like, this looks, this doesn't look that bad, Right? For what we originally want, like now I, we don't want to have. I didn't want to have many Cortez Ryan lineups, and because of that, look, we don't even have any. Well, here's one. Here's a Cortez Ryan lineup right here. Cortez Ryan right here. We don't have as many as we would have if we didn't run a couple of sets that we didn't compare lineups that didn't have them together. Gave us more of a chance to find plus EV lineups that had them separated. Right, so we're down to this. We got twenty-five lineups left, and you could just sit here and go. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna choose the twenty. I mean, you could literally cut and paste, right? You could switch over the to the export and just cut and go, 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 Detroit, Kansas, and just go. I just want whatever. Or you could just cut the buy. You could say, okay, I want. Let me cut. Go down to like ninety-nine, right? Ninety-nine here, right? Projection threshold, right? Low is 99, ownership, right? How do we get rid of like one, one of these two lineups or something like that? 115, right? Use the regular trim, trim thresholds. Cut off the bottom and the top. We're down to 21 lineups now, right? We got Tatis in a bunch of lineups. Is he still cheap? Did they raise his price? I don't know. Oh, is it, he's outfield eligible. Okay, I, just, I see that there. So here we go. 21 lineups. Maybe you want to cut out one. Cut out the highest projected, this highest projected one or something. This one underneath here. Something like that. Michael Massey. How many lineups have Michael Massey in it? One, two. Is, is Massey eligible in any other position? Let's see. Let's see. Can we find Mac? It'll automatic. I mean, I, I would just cut and paste it at this point. I wouldn't have to go through and like, where's Michael Massey? Michael Massey, smart room. That should get rid of that one lineup that's there. Once Excel, once Excel loads. Come on. Michael Massey, Michael Massey, smart room. Okay, because compared to that, okay. Yeah, if you just do it by the Massey lineups, yeah, you'll still have both of them. Okay. 
So whatever. Maybe you could cut out the top, right? Go set the projection threshold at uh, ownership threshold, 105, 106. Set it at 107. There we go. Okay, here you go. 20 lineups. Done. Switch the view over to export. Right? And you're good. You're done. Here you go. Here are your lineups. Here's your exposure. You have 65% Griffin Cannon, 35% Cortez. We started, I mean, we cut a bunch of the Cortez lineups, but we got down to the Cortez lineups that you wanted. Now, obviously, if you build, you could build 3,000 lineups. You could do this with 3,000 lineups. You could, you could, obviously, the more lineups that you're playing, if you're trying to build a 150 set, you probably want to have a candidate set of lineups. 10x, this is probably 10x. As a minimum, probably. And you could run as many sets as you want in lineup HQ, right? I want to look at 20 lineups that are four fours. I want to look at 50 lineups that are Blue Jay stacks. I want to look at 40 lineups that has no Cortez or Ryan in. I make all of them. Make whatever ones you want. Then how do you compare those to each other? Well, that's what the portfolio trim is for. And pare it down based on there. And then however your exposures come out, they come out. Right? And if for whatever reason you don't want to have 65% of your of your day being exposed risk-wise to Griffin Canning, then choose to play less of those lineups and trim them. Like if you didn't want to play any of those lineups, you would X them out before you even made any of your builds anyway. So this is the process. This is building candidate lineups and trimming from there. And then you go here in my lineup. Like, if someone's, if Jace Peterson had a home run, I'd be like, I don't, do I have Jace Peterson? I mean, like, that's why you see a lot of, a lot of, a lot of top players. You talk to people in the back chat, back chat on the Discord that profitable multi entry players. Like, dude, let's like, okay, I have a whole bunch of, do, do I have this stack? Do I have that? Like, they're, they're building based on this, this, this concept in some fashion. Nerdy tender. He's basing it on this concept in some fashion. Not going in, going, yeah, I want 18% Jake Roberts. Like, they're not doing that. You're building lineups, not players. The only reason you'd want more or less of a player would be for a risk management reason. But obviously, if you do a process where you're comparing projection to ownership, you will naturally, in your portfolio, get more exposure to under-owned players and less exposure to over-owned players because it's going to start cutting those players out. And the players that are left are players that project better than their ownership. So even if you wanted to go into lineup HQ and go, give me 300 lineups of five-man stacks or whatever, and then trim them all, right? Give me 3,000 lineups and let's just smart trim across the board. No key players, no nothing. And, you, and let's say for whatever reason, I, I don't know if that would be the case today. You're like, oh, I smart trim 3,000 lineups and I'm now getting 72% Michael Massey. It must like Michael Massey. Like, no, it's just a byproduct of his projection must be, based on his position, scarcity, must be significantly higher than what he's going to be owned. That's the reason you're getting a lot of them. In, by doing a smart trip. 
Why aren't I getting a lot of this guy? For the opposite reason. The guy is 32% owned, but is the seventh highest projected outfielder. And there are outfielders that are four times less owned and cheaper that project better than him. That's why you're not getting much of him, right? Because his ownership isn't worth the projection. So you're going to get less of them. Doesn't mean you can't play a plus EV lineup with them. So that's why if you just do a smart trim of like your entire set, you may be left with like, oh, well, I have, no, I have, I have zero Nestor Cortez. Which could be fine if you if you don't if you don't mind having zero percent of like a forty on forty percent on pitcher on a day or something, that's fine. It's fine, but maybe you're like, ah, maybe <clears throat> let me find let me let me let me trim and find some Cortez lineups that are that are at least least are plus. They may not be the highest EV, but they at least are plus EV. And let me at least have ten percent of him, right? Just in, for risk management purposes. That's what you would use the portfolio trimmer for. You use that in combination with lineup HQ, right? You get a Roto Grinders subscription, combo premium, get everything. Click on that link in the description, get $10 off your first month. And you're able to use lineup HQ and what in the plate IQ projections, the bad projections, what your own projections. You can change the numbers if you want. You use it to build these candidate sets. Then you go to theoryofdfs.com. Go get the advanced player's guide. And it, this is one of the tools, one of the seven, seven, eight tools, seven or eight that come with the, the theory of daily fantasy sports for advanced players. You have to know, you have to know what you're, you have to know why you're doing what you're doing. It is not a, I'm going to build, I'm going to build 3000 lineups and press a button and enter him. I mean, I, I mean, I guess, Hey, that would be better than a lot of what a lot of people do, but also understand that you may have good plus EV line. You may have, Really good lineups, that, but your portfolio is extremely high variance, right? Maybe you didn't have enough diversification when you were, you were building your, your candidate sets in lineup HQ, and it turns out that all my lineups look the same, right? I'm playing seven, 70% Royal stacks, which is fine. Just understand, if the Royals don't do well, you're not going to do well. <laughs> I mean, like, like, yeah, expectations are one thing, but you, you may be, you're, you're, depending on your bankroll, and your risk profile, you may you, you may want a more diverse portfolio of 20 lineups, 50 lineups, 100 lineups. So yeah, if you have any questions about this type of stuff, you could ask in my uh Blender's Game Theory channel in the Roto Grinders Discord. Sign up, you get you get that as part of your combo premium subscription here at Roto Grinders. You can ask me questions about the tools. If you have technical issues, always talk to James. James at theoryofdfs.com or find him on Twitter. Paydirt underscore DFS. You're like, I don't know. This uh, the Excel thing doesn't it, it it gave me a bug, or you know, I pressed the button and it didn't do anything. It's like 99% of the time it's user error. But if there's a technical issue, that's that's James. I'm not gonna get into how he how he does a lot of the stuff in, in Excel. Like that's beyond the scope of my capability. So me me testing it is not gonna do anything, right? I can barely add numbers together in Excel. Okie doke, hit that thumbs up button on your way out the door. I hope this was productive, a little bit longer show today. Tomorrow, we got Grinders Live. We got a, we got an early slate tomorrow, so we'll have to get Dean out of bed early to join me. You'll see the thumbnail. You'll see my face. You'll see Dean's face. You'll see the stuff. Then we'll be back on Thursday. Friday, we got some MMA stuff, obviously. We got a card. Not a very big. I think it's only 11 fights. 
not very appealing, but we'll talk about that then. And then, as always, send in your questions. You got a question, I got an answer, right? Questions at theoryofdfs.com. And that's what this show is all about here Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock Eastern on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com.